just wanted to make a call. You just hit that button and it'd, it'd play there. <laughs> so, might be a little bit of a delay. I don't know what the, the latency is between. I don't know. It's pretty quick. Like you could change views and stuff on there, like on your phone pretty quickly. Yeah. No, I think it'd be really cool to. I mean, we really just need the. Classic. The cl- classic. Okay, we ready now? I don't know. Are you ready now? Maybe. Okay. We'll see how this turns out. All right, let's start this shit. I'm all prepped. Are you? Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt, Danny, Anthony, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 178 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts. I'm Matt. No Danny here because he decided to play pool. We got Big G over there. Hey, hey. Drinking his beer and being all fancy. What do you got tonight? Uh, the uh, pink Starburst one. The Pert. Pinky's up for the pink Starburst. Oh, boy. Indeed. And then we have that toxic player, Anthony. <laughs> that's uh, that's twofold. Twofold. We're glad that you guys decided to join us this night yeah. on this lovely recording night. We got news. Oh, you guys are back. Thank you for not being sick anymore. I <laughs> wasn't sick. That <laughs> <laughs> wasn't what it was. I was taking care of kids while my wife was at your child's school doing conferences. Fun fact about that, my child did not have to do conferences last week. I know. His, his teacher. My wife did, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was doing housework, so. Don't worry. There's always weeks to talk magic. Always. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a whole weekend coming up here in May, so. Hell yeah. So uh, we just want to take a moment at the top of the episode to express our sincerest gratitude to you, dearest listener, for tuning into This Week in MTG. We know that there are countless other MTG podcasts out there to choose from, and we are honored that you have chosen to listen to ours. We appreciate your support and your feedback, and we want you to know that we're always striving to improve and make our podcast the best that it can be. We couldn't do it without you, and we're grateful for your continued support. So from all of us here at This Week in MTG, thank you for listening, and we hope that you continue to join us on this podcasting journey. Also, thank you, ChatGBT, for that professional-sounding thank you intro. Have you guys used ChatGBT yet? No, but I got to listen to you and Rob's talk about it all last week. Yeah, yeah. Heard a lot about it. Also, we got to give a special thank you to the patrons of this podcast. Their monetary support goes to hosting the website and the podcast feed, buying the packs and the cards for the monthly Patreon giveaways. So we give a big, ginormous thank you to Wait97, Amu the Fox, Noah, Slade, Nikki, No Modifier, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K, Barra, Chimera, KCB, Taylor M, and Ricky R. If you guys want to be crazy and supporting us too, go check out our Patreon. We got the links down below. We have a three dollars tier and a ten dollars tier. Three dollars tier gets you put in for monthly booster pack drawings of a theme that we choose at the time, and then the ten dollars tier gets you put in for a drawing for an EDH card that is blinged out, relevant and stuff that's valued between fifteen and twenty dollars. Also fitting that theme. Oh, did we come up with something for fucking April? It was Unfinity? Yeah. That's what yep. we're, we're thinking. Unfinity packs for that, and Unfinity shocks. 
Get it because it's April Fools yeah. and it's an unset. Uh, yeah, yeah. So if that sounds exciting to you, join the Patreon. But you have no obligation to. This this these episodes always are going to be free. Uh, if you're unable to or don't feel like supporting us on Patreon, you can also support uh, support us by sharing this episode with your playgroup or your LGS rival. Another excellent way of supporting us is by rating and reviewing us on whatever podcatcher you're listening on. We have one final way that you can support us, and that is checking out J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located here in Fargo, North Dakota. Speaking of J-Dubs, let's hear an ad from them now. J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening? J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now with all that podcast business out of the way, let's move to the episode's breakdown where we tell you what you're going to be listening to this week. Going to go over to the Boggle Desk and talk about Salt and Sugar reports, upcoming events, and event results. Then we're going to jump to the news section where we have some Black Lotus news, some Dragon Shield news, some uh, Lord of the Rings news. Ooh, that's magic related. And then uh, Twitter, Twitter shit going on along with union disputes. From there, going to jump to the counter currency where we talk about greedy, greedy magic prices. And then we're done for the week and y'all can go home and be done with us till next week, hopefully. But, but Matt, they're already home. Danny, I know. I know. <laughs> Just play along, man. Sure, fine. Wow, sure, that's fine. very complacent of you, dude. Typically, you say something like "fuck you." I'm drunk. You know what the hardest thing is? It's like Fuck we, you, we can man. we can do this bit all we want. He ain't gonna listen to it. I know it's not <laughs> until he pops up in the chat and goes, "Listen here, fuckers." Oh, oh listen fair. here. Get very this fair. for you. Exactly. He doesn't. He doesn't show up as a count on uh, a watcher. I know. All right, so let's get into some sugar and salt reports. So I'm going to let Anthony start because then I can keep my flow going for the rest of it. Yeah, my sugar report is I got to play some draft last Friday after I forgot my commander stuff at home. I went into work early. Anyways, no, I went and played draft. Mason convinced me to come out and play, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll go play draft, I guess. And uh, we were drafting, and I'm sitting there, and... I kept getting past all these toxic cards, and I was like, I guess if I have to play this, I'll do it. What, what color combinations was it? Salty, actually. Ooh. Yes, I actually got past enough stuff to make a very powerful Salty deck. Um, like The big thing for me was I got... Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Did you get the Rot Priest? Not I, the Rot Priest. The, uh, no, no, I had that guy. You had the Rot Priest? I had the Necrogen Rot Priest, Plague Nurse... I had Caramex, I had the Blightbelly, uh, Basilisk, I had uh, Pestilence Stinger. Like, I had, like, one of at least every creature, and then I had, like, two boars, and then two of the Spore Singers. So, like, my deck That's also had a high good. level of proliferation in it, along with, like, Experiment Augury. 
I had two prologue to Pharesis. Um, I had three of the counter spells that go to hard counter. Yep. Um, and then I had one Vraska's fall, one or two Vraska's fall. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Um, and then I had uh, Shoulders Edicts. Like I had like just everything you needed. And then the best part of the whole deck too that really tied it were I originally I was just like, I'm going black green only. I'm not going to try to splash any colors. But I got like the Azuri. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so like I just, I had, I had the dream. I had, I had a really good dream Saltai deck if people really want to play Saltai. And it actually flowed very easily where, um, oh, the infectious, uh, the two, the draw two, lose two life and give someone a poison counter. Yep. I had, so like I said, I had, uh, between those cards, I had a total of like five to six give your opponent a poison card along with like seven to eight proliferation cards and the flyer, the green, the green blue flyer guy. That's the oh, other part that pushed me to Simic. When it, a creature enters, you pay two. Pay two. It, so like I said, it was, the deck was literally like honed in. That's pretty good. You should, you should uh, take a screenshot of that and send it to the guys at LR. They've, they've been kind of uh, poo-pooing on. On Toxic? It, not on Toxic, on just the Sultai colors in general. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, I will definitely do that then. I got I have all the stuff at home still set in my deck sleeve, so I gotta I'll do that tonight. But yeah, so I did all that and I played uh, round one. I got to play against Dylan and had a good time against him and like two Odom. And then I played against another guy that goes to the Paradox regularly that I actually haven't seen since like standard modern time when we used to play. So like it was kind of nice to see Terrence. It's been a long time since so I talked to him, so we're just chatting. And like we went we went uh, we went three games, but he had a really cool. Uh, Boros equipment deck. Okay. Because like he shows off, he's like, yeah, I mean, I got past like four player disruptions and I'm like, Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, who gave you those? Yeah, what pack? Like, it was just great to see it. And I was like, okay, that's pretty legitimate. And like, uh, there's only nine of us that drafted so like we only did three rounds so the, the other guy I played against at the end, like we drew and then we just played for who got the foil promo pack and who got the regular promo pack. And we went to three games um, and he was just on green black infect and like what really, uh, pulled it for him against me was, and the last game was like, I had, I had him at nine and I was just trying to find something. And what really killed me in game two, which lost, which really changed my setup. What I was doing was like, I had Karamex, the rat King dropped and I, I milled over, you know, five cards to the bottom of my deck. And I'm like, I could have used these threats. Cause like, he was like, oh, I don't know. Like, how that game two turned out? And I said, well, if I didn't play that rat dude, I said, you'd have been dead because I had five really powerful cards that would have killed you. And then, uh, yeah, so it was. It is what it is. And uh, he basically, the, the biggest part that actually swung him in the game was he, Black Sun Twilighted my Pestilence Stinger for, like, you know, neg one, neg one. Yep. And I was like, that was the only reason, like, he won the game. Because if I would have been able to keep a Pestilence Stinger, I would have got him to, like, eight and which have been perfect, and then I could have dropped a Zuri and double proliferated for the win, but I had to drop a Zuri just to get him to nine. And I got stuck where I couldn't get him, and I was just like, "Oh well." And you had a handful of cards that just gave out a poison counter that you just cannot get. No, and also because <laughs> I checked for the fun of it, I tear more expansive at one point in the game, and I was just like, "Do I do this or not?" I was like, "I don't know," because I got to get my deck shuffle, get some better cards. <sighs> Top card was a prologue to Phoresis, and I was like. If I only how, how late in the game was this that you decided to crack it? Uh, I literally was drawing a lands, and I played it, and I was just like, ah, 
Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I saw somebody get card get taken over by the boars. So I was like, uh, I don't know. I got to shuffle this so I can try to draw something instead, maybe. Because, like, relying on just a draw effect in general was not going to be the way I needed. Which is fair. So, anywho, that was what it was. I, like I said, I just got the regular promo pack, but I don't care. That was fine. Cause, so I got a promo pack. I mean, I, I it was a fun draft. It was a really awesome draft. I'm excited for this draft format. I've played a couple on Arena, and it's super fun. And a lot of people are excited, or a lot of people are talking about how it's just like a fun, fast format. And yeah, I can definitely. And, and that's the biggest thing is it. it's not a slugfest. Sealed, sealed in both draft. Like you, for this format, you really need to have either something to play on turn two or an answer on turn two, because that will decide your game pretty fast. And that's and that's even for like the non. Toxic creatures like yeah, the, the, all the oil stuff and the all red like scamp uh, thingy-mabob. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of the like your colors of the mirror and stuff like that's it's all like that, which is great. Like every everything's that way, and like the cool thing is too, is uh, we I was talking with a lot of guys there too about it, and like how um, blue is has been really put in a like secondary role instead of like where a lot of the other draft formats sometimes blue gets pushed really hard in one direction for something or. You have blue, like, kind of gets pushed into, like, these combo spots where for, like, this whole set, like, you look at a lot of the cards, like, blue's good, but, like, it's very, like I said, pushed into a, it's always, all the stuff in blue is always something to be assisting you to get something versus it having, like, a major role, which is kind of nice. So, like, blue's, like, splashable in a lot of things, and that's, like, for me, like, why I could play Saltai, because I was, like, I mean, the blue cards I have were very good support, so... Yeah, prolonged to Phoresis is is a really good card. It, it it gets the it gets the poison count going, or it can get you to corrupted, and it and it just draws you a card. And a, and a minor thing, and I did say this deck, and I'll send it to you later. Um, I had a blue black poison deck I, I drafted on Arena that I like got four straight wins with because I literally got people to ten like so fast. Yeah, dude, people so, pass a prolonged to Phoresis so much. Like one arena game, I had like five copies of prolonged to Phoresis in my deck, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just giving you a poison counter and drawing another card. And the cool thing is, is one of those games, uh, one of those drafts that I did, I had Mind Splicer Apparatus. So, that was in my deck too. So it was a single blue just to like cycle through that, and it I had, felt so fucking good. I had that three prologues, four Veraskas, and two of the infectious things. And I was like, dude, that. What else do you want? That Mind Slice, Mind Slicer's Apparatus is. By far, just it's a card I love. I want to be brewing decks. I got decks brewing in my mind and shit for that. So well, there we go. But we'll get back to Garrett. It's more important stuff. Yeah, he he he's done. Like these guys keep going for fucking ever. Just let yeah. me fucking talk. We're it's a, done. It's a sugar report. It's not supposed to be a full report, guys. <laughs> we just get excited about poison. It, you're, Matt you're, just doesn't stop. You're missing. You the just point. keep going. You, you're know, missing the point. The you got to say Niv Mizzet. We need Danny. Danny. No, you guys should know this by now. We've been doing this podcast We've for how long? For so long. And that's and why I Danny's said it's time the, for us to move on to all Garrett right. stuff. Danny's the so, rails for us. So, Danny, the rest of the sugar us. report. Finished my Mishra Commander deck, so that's ready to go. Now just got to play test it. Uh, yeah, but yeah. some some salt. I uh, went to the Unglued Craft Festival here in town uh, <laughs> with my wife. Um, because originally I was supposed to be gone, so she, my mom was going to watch the kids, and she was going to go for a little bit. But my mom's like, eh, with the storm, I don't know, just in case if <laughs> it ends up being as bad as it's supposed to be, I don't want to get stuck and the dog be alone. It's like, hey, we get it. Yeah. So I talked to my wife, and I was like, hey, why don't we, uh, I'll, I'll make sure we're dug out. If you want me to stay here with the kids, I can, or I can come with. And 
I can take care of the kids or you can have the kids with you and I'm just there in case we get stuck. She goes, okay. So went and did that and she's like, well, we ran in, uh, ran into Mason's wife and she's like, oh, Mason's <laughs> down playing magic. And I was like, you could just get a ride home with him. I was like, yeah, that'd be nice. If I fucking had my cards. But I brought my stuff. Thought we were only going to be there for like an hour and then we ended up being there until like almost two o'clock. I should have just brought my shit. Do do we need to start going into uh go going back in time where whenever you went any place you always just had that one backpack with you with like just I something should. like anyway. And then you'd have your dual disc ready as well. So oh. fuck it. Oh yeah. <laughs> fucking play. But uh so there's that. But then the other part that I know at least like Danny and I were feeling was uh we didn't act fast enough for those festival in a boxes because burr, burr, damn those burr, were good burr, deals. Burr. Yeah, I didn't know that was like I didn't know <laughs> it was gonna sell out that quick. Was just a Ooh. sellout situation? I think it was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because the next day it was still saying uh sold out or whatever yep. it was their so. thing on there. It was gone. But luckily <laughs> We should be able to at least get the secret layers down there, and we've got two two months to figure out some fun shenanigans that we're going to do at the Airbnb this week in MTG Magicon House. We got to figure out a better. We got to yeah, we got to figure out a short name. MTG. But Cribs. speaking of some modern, oh, that's right? That's what we were going to do. MTG Cribs. But speaking of some modern, let's uh, talk about Owl Central Games Regional Championship Qualifier, Ooh. of which was a modern format. Cool, cool. All right, so the normal way we do this, talk about the metagame, talk about the top four decks, which, honestly, they haven't changed that much from what you would expect, and talk about some of the most played cards. All right, so according to MTG Goldfish, the other category has 14.8% over four decks. Merktide Regent has 14.8% as well with four decks. And then Indomitable Creativity, 11.11 with three decks. And Living Index and Hammer Time decks both tied for the 4th and 5th spot with 7.4 with two decks apiece. Now the deck that came in first is a Rakdos Scam deck that has a splash for the sideboard of white and a splash for blue. Um, The white is going to go for some Hollowed Moonlight and then Kaya um, for sideboard tech. And then... um, I don't know if they do the the tear part, but they have wear and tear in there as long as as well as or Orvar or, or the all form. So jumping they're, in some a little really, bit of mix in there. They're really showing up their uh matches against yep. indomitable creativity with that. It's a smart move. Orval and uh hollowed hollowed moonlight. But yep. then coming in second place is pretty typical build of a Rakdos scam deck. Um, so not I too many, scammed. not too many cheeky fun <laughs> things in there, but then five color indomitable creativity coming in third, and then fourth is a five color control deck, which I know I had kind of alluded to in my report last week, um, but it's an attracts. No, one week attracts. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was last week because I listened when you I listened wasn't here and wrote. You do listen <laughs> when I'm not here. Yes. Uh, but it's an Atraxa com- or control deck, so it's got Omnath the, of Locus of Creation, gets the red piece in there along with Red and Six, Expressive Iteration, and then Fable of the Mirror Breaker, covering most of the red stuff in the main board, but then the rest of it being mostly mostly some band, so blue, green, and white. All right, but let's talk about some of the most played cards. Now, coming in first place, Lightning Bolt, 55 copies. 56% of the decks, Expressive Iteration, 37% of the decks, 37 copies, 
Mishra's Bobble, 35 copies, 33% of the decks. And that Funky Monkey staying in the top four, 32 <laughs> copies, 30% of the decks, which means that Ragavan is sitting at the top of the most played creatures, and then Dragon's Rage Channeler coming in second with 29 copies, 30% of the decks. Grief coming in third place with that one, 20 copies and total throughout the whole tournament and 19% of the decks. And Ledger Shredder, 17 copies, 19% of the decks. That's a blast from the past. <laughs> right. Ledger Shredder. We haven't heard a lot of copies of Ledger Shredder in a long time. Yeah. It seems like this might have been a little bit smaller tournament, so maybe that's why the numbers are a little skewed as far as that goes. But uh, the top three for top plate spells, Lightning Bolt, Expressive Iteration, and Mishra's Bobble taking up those top three spots with the same totals and numbers. And Unholy Heat, 29 copies, 30% of the decks. No way. And I don't have full deck lists or anything, but I do have the J-Dubs store championship results. There were two separate store events, but they still managed to have a turnout of 16 players for their Pioneer store championship. It was a pretty cool metagame, according to the report. Few spirits, few humans, a lot of cool brews. But then Michael came in and destroyed everyone with some black, white humans. And Trevor, uh, Trevor R, coming in second with just mono-white humans. So very good tournament. Congratulations, Michael. And if you're looking to see some of those deck lists too, you know what? Caleb at J-Dubs was nice enough. If you are part of the J-Dub Magic Community page, there is a deck list for you, so you can check out the deck list yourself. But we're going to keep it there since we don't have all the decks to talk about. Now, some upcoming events as we talked about last week and i'm sure as many of our listeners were as excited as we were to find out MagicCon tickets went on sale for minneapolis all of the us at mtg or this week in mtg got our tickets and as you heard we missed out on the uh, festival in a box for some fun cheeky stuff we were planning on doing at the mtg cribs yeah that was a good fucking box right but here is some stuff coming up with that so Obviously, the secret layer has been revealed for that, so make sure to check that one out. Um, that should so still be available when you, we all get to Magicon. Fingers uh, crossed. Should be. Um, we do have the ticket packages and pricings and everything. Uh, quick note, if you purchase a premium single day weekend or legendary VIP or Black Lotus VIP prior to March 28th, which we're still in that realm, you can receive a promo pin of Urza from his borderless artwork from the Brothers War as Urza, Prince of Krog. So, seriously, yeah. Oh, how do we so, do that? Krug. Do we just get it? Uh, well, it says you can receive. So, yeah, I think we just get it. Dope. So there we go. Um, but just in case you have not gotten your badges yet, single day badges. So for Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, thirty bucks. And that comes with your badge, and then you get one traditional foil arcane signet promo. Premium single day is $55, and that can be for any of the three days. You get your lanyard, you get that promo, you get one mystery convention or mystery booster convention edition from 2021, and three March of the Machine draft boosters. Now, they do have kids single day packs as well, which come with that badge, the lanyard, the Arcane Signet promo, but then one Magic the Gathering 2022 starter kit. So get the kids started young and early. Heck yeah. Now, for those of you going, you know what? You know what, G? I'm going the whole fucking weekend. 
I don't need this single day shit. Don't worry, I got you. All right, so $65 gets you the basic weekend badge, which is the badge, and then you get the promo. And now what all of us got, the premium weekend, $140, which it was really surprising to hear my wife go, oh, that's a really good deal. Right? I think everybody was saying that online, even the uh, the, the fanfare behind the, the ticket price for that. Oh, oh. Well, and I, you're going to mention this part, too, later. Yeah. yeah okay. Which part? The, the, the zone? Oh, yeah. I'm okay. get, I'll get to that. Okay, okay. Um, so with the premium weekend, you get your badge, you get your lanyard, you get two traditional foil Arcane Signet promos, you get the one booster from the Mystery Booster, you get six March of the Machine draft boosters, an exclusive Magicon Minneapolis key art playmat, which I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. And then we also get Magicon 2023 deck box and sleeves. Boop, boop. This will not be like that attracts the stuff that was in Philly. It's going to be its own specific yep. arts that they um, haven't shown yet. Which that, that I'm, seen, ex- right? I'm excited for. I haven't seen anything okay. yet, but you better believe I'll probably geek out a little bit. They've only shown like the, the, the logo or whatever on yep. like their shirts and stuff. Shirts so. and sweatshirts. Hats, which, like, which is another thing. Thank you for bringing that up. When you buy your passes, you have the option to buy a t-shirt, a hat, or a sweatshirt. Or a badge. Or a, a badge. badge. Yep. So... Um, there are small add-on things that you can do mm-hmm. like that. There will probably be more when you get down there, but Hold we on. don't have that information yet. Correct me if I'm wrong. There wasn't a s- slot for the uh, the Saturday night party or whatever when you were ordering that. No. Because that was still not announced of what's going on. And you know that. what? Here's the thing. We're going to have our own Saturday night party. Who gives a fuck? Well, right, right. But <laughs> yeah. there, The listeners a, might there, care. There's a Saturday night party with no other details. Yep. Um, <laughs> so the kids' weekend pass... Uh, you get the badge, you get the lanyard, one foil arcane signet promo, two jumpstart boosters from March of the Machines, and then that same 2022 Magic the Gathering starter kit. Now, for you big spenders out there, I got you covered next with these prices. So the Legendary VIP, $350. You get the badge, you get the lanyard, you get your two promos, you get three mystery booster packs, three March of the Machine collector booster packs. Ooh a legendary VIP exclusive commander playmat. You get the exclusive Magicon 2023 deck box and sleeves. You get the commander party event with um, all that stuff. You get the Magicon official pin for Minneapolis. 10% off official show merchandise. Exclusive commander merch item, which that's the one that's got me intrigued. It's just like, yeah, it could be anything. It could be be a boat. boat. It's going to weather light. No, no. They they gave away a bunch of th- of those like spin downs for oh, the WPN. Gotcha. I imagine it's something going to be something in that, like that in that ballpark. Yeah, there's going to be a, a, a Minneapolis spin down. But then you bring up the you know, the social event, so you get access to the social event with notables on Saturday night. But then the last thing, a branded messenger bag, and then whoa, whoa! I hear you out there. That's not high enough price. You're not getting enough value. I'm a whale. I want to spend money. I hear you, whale. Okay? I hear you. (laughs) What more do you want? Well, good thing we've got the Black Lotus VIP. For $700, you get the badge. You get the Black Lotus VIP lanyard, exclusive water bottle, the snapback hat, the exclusive pin, a branded Tim Buck 2 Backpack, you get the Magicon Minneapolis official pin. You get four traditional foil Arcane Signet promos, three mystery boosters, 
three collector's boosters of March of the Machine, and then you get the uh, Minneapolis key art, you get the deck box and the sleeves, you get the event secret lair, legendary flyers, not that kind. <laughs> you get 10% off the Magic on Show merch. You get a dedicated VIP morning entry door. So, ooh, look, I can get in to smell like all the sweaty people faster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or I can get out faster. I don't know. Exclusive need, Black Lotus VIP offsite event on Friday at 7.30. Ooh. Then you get access to the Saturday night event. You get an exclusive VIP play event on Sunday. And then exclusive signing opportunities with some Magically Gathering notables. And VIP lounge with three draft boosters each day. And a partridge in a pear tree. Finally. <laughs> It's All right. It's a packed so, one. I don't. Did we talk on the episode? Any episode of uh, the Philly reviews that came in from the Black Lotus VIP? No, I wish we would have. But okay. Quick, quick note with that. Then this would be super quick. There are like three to four people that posted like a Twitter thread or a Reddit post saying that it was not worth it to uh, to buy the, the Black Lotus VIP for Philly. I'm glad I wasn't they, even remotely tempted then. They were uh, very disappointed with their outcome because, like, the, the lounge was not, like, serviced at all, and it was just, like, chairs and no one was around to, like, give you that VIP experience. And uh, all those people, th- this is only, like, three accounts and whatever yeah. online that were talking about this, but they were saying it was not worth their money. And Wizards actually, was it in a tweet or was it an actual article where they said, we heard your concerns, we're going to do better with Black Lotus VIP. I think that might have been a tweet. Was it a sweet kid? Yep. So uh, people, you know, just, I guess, be careful if you're doing a Black Lotus VIP. Like Philly people, there are some Philly people that were not happy. So it's like if you, if, if you got $700 to just like burn and you're going to yep. be financially nope, stable good. afterwards, sure, yep. give it a shot. But if otherwise. But just, you know what? Not worth One of the other things I think that was heard and now has been corrected that we're aware of yeah. is the command zone. Whoa, what about the command zone? <laughs> Tell us all Let about me it. tell you about the command zone. I want to hear about it. You're hearing it here <laughs> first if you haven't first. if you haven't read the article, but if you have read the article, you're hearing it here second, maybe third. Well, I'm going to be first. So Either tell me all way, about we're it. in the top <laughs> 10. Tell Anthony. He tell me. I haven't heard yet. Everyone with a Magicon badge can now enter and play, not just enter, but enter and play the command zone as long as there is space available. Does that mean that it's Free is for free. For free. For if free. You have a badge. Yeah. If you have a badge, yeah, yeah you got to pay the badge. It's incorporated with that, which yeah. is but what you know what that means, though. We'll be there playing probably Commander too, if available. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, that's in that's in there. It's important to know availability. But, but all badges but are trying. on sale now. Um, plus, uh, there are both content creator and press badges available if. That is something you guys are, if we're needing, but uh, we're going to go down and play. We'll do some interviews and stuff while we're down there, too. Wait, 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 wait. There's content creator and press badges? Yeah, apparently. Oh. Do you want me to apply? I don't know. Is that a thing that we can do? Well, let's see who, who, well, I'll look at it later you when, somebody, later. when somebody else is reading. For that. All right, but let's, small, talk, baby. let's talk about the next upcoming big event. <laughs> Um, coming out, and then we'll work to the next biggest event coming out, and then we'll bring it back in for a little bit more local. Local All right, so the NRG series in Chicagoland, March 25th and the 26th. They are doing a modern showdown for 10K and a 5K Pioneer Trial on Sunday. 
So make sure to get over to Chicagoland at the end of the month. Chicago. But, and then we've got SCG Con Richmond. April 14th through the 16th. And they've got plenty of things going on for you. They've got Commander Fest. They've got an RCQ for March of the Machine Sealed. They've got some modern RCQ with a 20K tag next to it. They've got a 5K RCQ for modern. There is just a lot going on at SEGCon Richland or Richmond. So make sure you get on out there and see what's going on if you're able to. One could consider it Richland. You're right. Because you got to be rich. No shit. To do some of these events. <laughs> but so rich. to ring it back in a little bit more local on some upcoming events, we teased it a little bit last week. Now we've got the most of the information for you. J-Dubs is doing a 2K Modern event on March 25th here in Fargo, North Dakota. Now it's a $50 Ooh. entry fee with guaranteed $2,000 in store credit prizes. So there's going to be additional pricing added after the 24th participant is signed up. Now, this is a competitive event, so deck lists will be required. Now, here's the prize breakdown. All in store credit, there is a cash option available, but you would have to talk to Josh and those guys at J-Dubs about what that will look like. So here is what is in place as of right now. First place, $600. Second place, $400. Third and fourth getting $300 apiece, and then 5th through 8th, getting $100 in store cred apiece. That's pretty dope. So all I know is... Doubling your money in the top 8. Right? Yeah, I I am getting my deck together. I already took the Saturday night off, and I'm going to play. That's for modern, isn't it? Yes, sir. I'm going to have to talk to my wife about this. All right, but... Hold on. So you got your deck ready? I got it mostly ready. I got to update it from the last time I played it. Do you got a deck that you would play? Yeah, I do. That's not a jank deck. It's going to be a jank deck. You you got it locked in right now. The day of, you're going to change it, guaranteed. That's the thing. That's no, the Anthony play. I'm either, I've decided I'm either going to be playing an Omnath deck or I'm going to play a Mill deck or my other option was uh, uh, the new Gorio Atraxa deck. So you're just going to play whatever deck? One of those three. <laughs> no, I'm going to pick one of those three. I've decided this. Gary, what are you playing? It's one of three for me. It's either the more like, well, it's two of my favorites or probably the more likely for the competitive side of things. Scam, so, scam. scam for Rakdos. Allies, which would probably be the more likely of if I didn't play Scam, it'd be Allies or Elves. Okay. So it's probably Scam or Allies. And Allies only because it has a mill component to it. Gotta love that mill. So, Milltown. All right. Well, let's get into the news. Start us off, Matt. Well, let's start the news off with something none of us can relate to: expensive magic cards. Can't relate. We talk a lot. We talk a lot about cool things that we wish we could relate on this sh- on this show. And one of the biggest things in the MTG community is, of course, the one and only Black Lotus. Well, it has happened again. There is one from Alpha this time going on the auction block. Now, there are a couple of things about this bit of news that are different. First, like we mentioned, this time it is an alpha printing of Black Lotus instead of the usual revise that pops up on auction blocks. The second is that this is the signed artist Christopher Rush copy, who passed away in early 2016. Uh, The last bit of this is nothing major, but it is a PSA graded 10 gem mint. 
Yeah, when I just, saw th- just small fry shit. When I saw that shit, I'm like, what? Because oh, I think fuck. the I think the numbers were uh, near gem mint. There ten gem mint black lotus PSA slabs are in the. You can count them on your single hands. digits. Yeah, count them on your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, well, fuck me three ways to Sunday. How did someone manage this one? I mean. Let's see. Post Malone, he picked up his, but that was uh, it was an artist proof, not an original, with his, and yeah. that was like eight hundred k. Still expensive. Still expensive. Um, now the article from Polygon.com talks about the last time we had something similar to this. The Black Lotus was assigned by Rush, went over for half a million dollars. Uh, now, this article does go further into the topic of high-priced trading card games and some of the fraud pieces that have happened in the recent years, but it also goes back into the Bank of America article bits of them calling out Watsy. Okay, we all know that Danny is shouting in the pool hall that this is really Hasbro who is to blame for all of this for printing too much product in the recent years. So what do you think? Could Bank of America and the Magic community continuously bringing up the topic of overprinting make Hasbro and Watsy get to the point so that us schmucks with microphones can have a chance to pull our generations a black lotus by having more limited printings of a set? Either way, let's move on to talking about the company within the Magic community that is owning up to their mistakes and trying to correct it. I like how I did that one. That's a good segue. Right? All right, so Dragon Shield came out with an update on March 3rd talking about some quality issues that have been happening in a small number recently. Now, if you're new to the community or confused about who we're talking about, Dragon Shield is a company that has the reputation for putting out quality product that help you protect your trading cards and help you customize your play experience with things like sleeves, play mats, binders, all that fun stuff. Now, here's a small expert from their update for you that makes it sound like Matt might have written it. <laughs> After I, I appreciate wait, that. Wait. After searching high and low in our forge, we have identified a malfunctioning enchantment that one of the machines our dragons use to forge sleeves. This enchantment's malfunction impacts the consistency of the sleeve forging process. This means that while most of the sleeves are forged using the proper dragon shield quality, sleeves of a weaker quality became much less rare. Sorry, burping. In some cases, packs containing too few sleeves may have left the forge. And this is inconsistent, is of course no way acceptable to us or to you as the players. We pride ourselves in consistent high quality, and this is a big part of why players know and love about our sleeves. Therefore, beyond fixing the malfunctioning enchantment, we are doing two things to ratify this. Now, the article goes later into talking about if you are... One of the things they're looking on doing is fixing the issue itself, okay? The second one is if any of you happen to be the unlucky enough or maybe lucky enough because it is such a rarity that you have lower than average quality from Dragon Shield, you know, half glass full, half glass empty thing. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, fucking headbanger. Hell yeah, Els. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Um, but the next thing that they said they would do is make sure to contact their contact um, customer service on their contact us page on the website, and they'll do what they can to make things better. Hmm. So, 
I do I do remember that there's like a wave on Twitter. A lot of people were saying WTF Dragon Shield. I only got like one of one of the first things I saw is that they had like ninety five sleeves or whatever. And oh, typically yeah. Dragon oh, Shield it's is they're normally, over. It's yeah. normally a hundred and five. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's one thing that probably brought a lot of this to life where they're like, let's look for these enchantments. Oh, right. <laughs> All right. Now for some news that hopefully some are excited about, despite the previous conversation of Watsy printing way too damn much product. Hold on, hold on. Do it in the voice of the rent is too damn high guy. Get your white glove, bitch. Do you, no. I the rent is that. too damn high. He done did it. Is this a TikTok thing? You know, th- dude, this is a political this, thing. This is an old school meme. What is this? So this was first round of Trump going for presidency, or was this? No, this was before that. That was for- too damn high. He was running around the same time as Vernon Supreme. There we go. It's not Vernon Supreme. Uh, God, was this guy going for fucking North Carolina? I think the rent so. is too anyway, damn high. Anyway. It, it's, a, it's a black guy with a marvelous oh, facial dude, hair. His facial hair is. I bet you I'll remember when I see it. Mint. You will. But. The rent is too, too damn, damn high, <laughs> which means there's too damn much product. The first look of the universe beyond Lord of the Rings set, the official Magic the Gathering Twitter account announced that the first look of the Lord of the Rings set would be happening on March 14th at 10 a.m., specifically Pacific, and get your first looks at amazing art and new cards. Oh, that guy. And it's a black glove. It's a white glove. Yeah. yeah. This beautiful bastard, like that facial All hair, right. is All what right. I fucking envy for. I remember that guy now. Yeah, Nim is it? Anyways, oh, there you go. You got on there. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's tomorrow, guys. Remember, ten a.m. Wait, what's tomorrow? Wait, hold on. We've gotten our first preview. What? Oh yeah, it was posted out today. So there, yeah, they were posted out the basic lands. Oh my! All the basic God. lands, the One Ring, and, and Gandalf the, the gray. gray, even though he's blue red. Well, they it can't makes, make him gray. It makes sense. Like Gandalf the gray, I know, can, cannot saying, be like he's Gandalf the gray, but he's blue red. Yeah. Are we doing Morse code? Am I missing the, the bit there? He's Gandalf the gray, but he's blue red. He's not. Never mind. Just never mind. Anyway, so You're missing the point of he's great. I'm, I'm missing the point. Shush. So the cool thing about these basic lands is it fucking makes a map of the realm. It yeah. makes a fucking map of the realm. Yeah, like, like that. So all like the forest has the the Mirkwood forest on it. The Shire Shire's plains. Is the plains. Uh, the Belgar Sea is the island. Mordor is the, the swamp. swamp, and the White Mountains. And Gan or Gondor stuff or the, the mountain. Yeah, so like, oh, this is just beautiful. But you ready? So have you looked at these yet? Yes, because okay. I looked at the modern family thing. Okay, so I want to talk about the ring. You can talk yeah. about Gandalf. Yeah, you, you talk about the ring. Okay, so it. the I was pulling my Facebook okay. Messenger one. Um, so, so they brought out the one well, ring here while you're pulling that up. Gandalf the Gray. Yeah, three and one ping of red, one ping of blue for a three-four legendary creature, Avatar Wizard. Avatar. Avatar. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, choose one that hasn't been cho- chosen. You may untap or tap target permanent, deal three damage to each opponent, copy target instant or sorcery you control. You may choose new targets for the copy or put Gandalf on top of its owner's library. Which is pretty dope. That's a f- And the art for it, too, is just it's phenomenal. Great. 
But the one ring. Oh, the one ring is a legendary artifact for four generic mana. Indestructible, you say? Well, of course. When the one ring Wait, enters. is it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's indestructible. Jesus. It is. Okay. Uh, when the one ring enters the battlefield, if you cast it, you gain protection from everything until your next turn. You heard people bitch about Teferi's protection. I don't care about them. They're going to be bitching about the one ring Fuck now. Fuck them. Who gives a shit? Hey, here's the thing. I'm going all in the on The one ring. It's the one ring. The one ring can be dealt with. Teferi's protection generally can't. Yeah. You can counter it. Yeah. The, I mean, you can the ring, this. the ring can be dealt with, you know, whatever. So yeah, uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life for each burden counter on the one ring. Well, how do you get burden counters? You have to tap it and put a burden counter on the one ring, and then you draw a card for each burden counter on the one ring. Lose this. Li- put it in a life gain deck. Then nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Who cares about life when you can just draw more cards? But actually, funny thing, I, uh, someone's mentioned about this card though too is like. The silliness that if you wanted to, you could technically loop uh, one rings with Emery. <laughs> like for a stupid thing of, I'm going to keep gaining protection for myself, so go fuck yourself. Wait, wait, wait. So what? You would cat, you have so Emery. You, you so you cast, have Emery. You cast the one ring. You need two one rings. And have one this. in the graveyard. Okay, so you got to have two. You have to have two. But I mean, okay, still so, though. So this is like legacy, it's, vintage. This is modern. You can do that in modern. Oh, this is right. This is modern legal now. Yeah, this is the Modern Horizon set replacement oh, we're getting this year. Oh, okay. So no Modern Horizons. We're getting in our that's universe right. beyond Lord of the Rings. That's right. So, I almost forgot about that. But that's a really cool thing, though. I saw it, and I was like, so it's like KCI. Com- it's, oh. We don't There's, have KCI anymore, which is a good thing. Yeah. How, Could how, you imagine how broken this would be with KCI still existing? Yeah, you'd never be able to interact with it. Never. But... So that's the one ring. Uh, the like I said, the first thing's coming out. The lands are beautiful, and let's be honest, like hitting it off with Gandalf and uh, the one ring itself, like a good place to start. So more to come will be great to see. Um, but yeah, so be sure to check out on the stream on Twitch or YouTube on Tuesday, airing normally when weekly MTG takes place, or look online for the posts on any MTG related social media page if you are listening to the record version of our episode. Ooh, is have, that the art for Gandalf the White as well? Oh, I imagine with this position, he looks very Planeswalker esque, and that's so. That's the thing I posed in our in the modern message chat that we have on Facebook. Um, was I would I was wondering on what amount of Planeswalkers we will see. Actually, I know it's not going to be high amount, but like my assumption would be Sauron probably is one, but like. Gandalf's first version is not, but you show me this artwork and like it has a Planeswalker-esque look to it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it will be, though. Art, so that's why I wonder. Art's done by Mangili Villanuvi. He had a secret layer with the Death Mangali? Shadow. Mangali. The, the Death Shadow. female. She. Yes. <laughs> this is twice now we've done this. <sighs> did we do this twice already? Yeah, you did it twice. <laughs> Learn your artist, Matt. Point is, that looks pretty sick, though. And they've also showcased the uh, border, the Ooh. the border, the booster fund treatment for it. I mean, I'm not against that. It looks beautiful as fuck. It does. It it it, it has like some for me. For me, it has some uh, feelings of what like the Keldheim border kind of looks like with that like uh, script. The scripture yeah. kind of being written around the border of the card. It has different art and stuff. It's in a circle ring, like. Is that like on Reddit you're looking at? Yeah, this is on Reddit for this mm-hmm. one. 
And uh, it's showing the, it's the card for Gandalf the Grey in this booster fund treatment. And it does look pretty sick. Um, quick reminder that these are all in Universes Beyond, so they have the little triangle hollow symbol at the bottom. Yep. But that's okay. It's, it's still, this is going to be modern, modern legal. legal. That's all that matters. Yep. I can't wait to have more people just angry about characters being inside of the fantasy that we live in. Hey, I'm not going to fucking, like, I'll, I'll bitch until I get my Power Rangers. Listen, as, they'll as show as, up someday, too. As soon as I get my Power Rangers, I'm going to be a happy man. They got fucking Assassin's Creed and Final Fantasy prepped up, and Doctor Who, where's the Power Rangers? Well, they've already hit my two favorite ones, so I'm, I'm good already. Give me my Mighty Morphin. Transformers my Zeos, and Lord of the Rings. My Galaxy, Ooh. Lost in Space, Turbo. I fucking let's, loved Let's be real. If they're going to do Power Rangers content it's within be, the magic, OG. it needs to be Mighty Morphin It's going to be Mighty Morphin. It's going to have to be OG Power Rangers. Or what they're going to do and they're going to ruin it is they're going to go with the uh, Super Mega Force and make it the anniversary shit. Ah, dude. I don't think they'd do that. They would. No. It's Hasbro. Fuck that. It doesn't matter what Hasbro. Wizards wouldn't allow that. Respect for the good old times. Anyway. Okay. So we got some uh, spicy news. Not spicy. Uh, some interesting news. According to his Twitter post, Aspiring Spike is quitting their partnership with TCG Player due to their feelings toward TCG Player and trying to bust the worker union effort. Is this the start of content creators being done with their affiliation with TCG Player? So a quick recap. TCG Player uh, staff in Syracuse are trying to form a union. And... Mm-hmm. TCG player has been pretty good at stiff arming them for a while because this has been going on for like a god two years now I think yeah we uh, remember when we first reported on it uh, for their working hours not getting good health benefits and stuff like that and so they had a vote this last week and it passed uh, TCG player so the TCG player union had a passing vote but it doesn't mean that they win. There's still like an uphill battle for the unionization process to happen, and TCG Player can still do some very unsavory, shady shits. Uh, one of the things that Spike mentioned in his Twitter post, and this is me remembering off the top of my head, was one of the messages, one of the the memos that TCG TCG Player themselves sent out, saying that we are very disappointed in this outcome. And it sounded like very menacing and not like good about it. It's like, hey guys, we know what's best for you, not the union. <laughs> like that's we that's know the, what's best. That's Wait, the what? message that they were giving across there and shit. And so you got you got the likes of Spike, who is uh, arguably probably just under Seth uh, uh, Saffron Olive, being yep. like the brewer extraordinaire in the magic realm right now like i'd, I'd say I they, would, they they they're like up there in the twitch views right yeah i don't know i mean i feel like and nothing against seth i think seth's just really taking more of a route of going for the janky thing oh he's very janky you know but, but, but i mean like uh, spike like, does janky but, but he spike, does efficient but spike is very on the level of competitive stuff like you you look at his brews that he makes and also things that he tries from other people and like he he's looking for the optimized level of things, whereas like I'd say Seth is more on the underlying part of that. And like don't get me wrong, they're both high level content creators that are really awesome to watch. But you know, it's the idea of like uh, I just feel like Seth is kind of well, Seth Seth's been there, done that type of thing. So now it's more of he's he just wants to try something that just sounds ridiculous more, and that's okay. I think that you need that more because 
I mean, that's pretty cool stuff to do too. Agreed. So rounding back up to the union bit here, with the uh, TCG player buying Channel Fireball and eBay buying TCG player, TCG player has eBay uh, union ball busters behind them that are probably going to come down on this hard. And uh, that is a very valid question that was written up here. Is this the start of content creators being done with their affiliation with TCG player? And not just like TCG player, how far into like channel fireball does that go? Cause I think of, you know, um, uh, Louis, uh, limited resources that they're, you know, channel fireball. And then you got like Reduke Gabriel Nassif, uh, is the command zone channel fireball or are they back to card kingdom now after everything that happened? They're card kingdom. They're, they're card kingdom. Okay, they're so card they, kingdom. So they don't have to worry about this shit anymore, but uh card kingdom, they are unionized and stuff. So, uh, I do know, I don't know. It's not that I know. This is going to be an interesting thing to see. Yes, the TCG union passed their votes. It's going to be an uphill battle. And if TCG player has anything to do with it, they're definitely going to try their best to uh, discourage, bust, all this stuff to try and get a union there. So uh, go follow the TCG player union on Twitter to keep up to date with all that stuff, which is very interesting. Are we ready? I do have one more thing. What's so, up? Sorry, I'm just locked in. Go for Gandalf. So there was announced today on Twitter from the official Magic, uh, the official Magic Twitter page. Hold on, hold on. Got to pull it up here on my phone. Where is boop, it? Boop, boop. From Magic Twitter, we're excited to share the return of the Magic Story podcast. Whether you've been playing for years or are new to the fold, hosts Harless and Natalie are here to get you up to speed on the lore and more. Read and start listening to uh, listening on Daily MTG. So it's the the Magic Story podcast. And since if you're listening to a podcast, it's good to shout out another podcast that'll do stuff like that. You know, if you're, if you'd be interested. So they got like the Brothers War Saga and stuff that were all the articles and stuff that were written uh, on the 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 mothership in a podcast form so links down below for that i didn't listen to that yet today i saw it came out but i was listening to other shit because i'm like i want to listen to this stuff first before i listen to this mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's the thing mm-hmm. magic story mm-hmm, podcast mm-hmm. Yep, yep. that's a gem mm-hmm. like that stuff uh-huh. yep. you ready to play the game i'm ready to watch uh, matt play the game again okay sorry i'll take a break from filling out the application <laughs> Uh, heads up, if we all want one, it's not guaranteed, but um, if we all want one, then we would need to uh, all fill out individually. So anyway. Are there perks from doing that? I'll talk about those later. Okay. Um, so the weekly, so we're Conjured Currency where we go to MTG Stocks and we review their weekly winners article. The weekly winners article goes over three to four cards moving up in price, three to four cards moving down in price. And generally speaking, these articles come out on Fridays. We record on Mondays, so there might be some price discrepancies of which we will talk about. But the game we like to play is when one of us doesn't read the article, we at least can see previews of the cards. I will give a little bit more information. And then generally, whoever has not read the article needs to guess either the format. Actually, we'll just do format. Just the format that is causing this card to move up in price. So, first things first. If I slaughter this name, I apologize. 
Gorio. I was going to attempt first, but thanks. Gorio's Vengeance. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> out of Betrayers like of to, Kamigawa. I like to swipe the rug under people sometimes. Yep, you're a dick. <laughs> it's only uh, because he doesn't read the article ever. Um, sitting at $26.99 on Friday, it went up 349%. Now, as of today on Monday, average price, which is what people are trying to sell it for, is sitting at $29.99. Market price is what people are buying it for which is sitting at $8.05. Foils of this card, $120. And the European average is €3.41. This has a print um, uh, invocation printing only, right? Wrong. Ultimate Masters and Ultimate Masters box topping as the other ones. Right, that's what it was. So the the Ultimate Ultimate Masters Masters version is sitting at $17.43 and the box topper, $53.99. Got the weird spirit dude. I like the version better. For those of you who do not know what this card does, it is one in a black instant arcane and I'll explain Arcane here in a second. Oof, Return yes. target legendary creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. That creature gains haste exiled at the beginning of the next end step. Splice into Arcane. This is an ability that you can pay two and a black for for this particular card. Other Arcanes have different costs. As you cast an, an Arcane spell, you may reveal this card from your hand and play, pay its splice cost. If you do, add this card's effect to that spell. So in other words... You have one card that is an arcane, and then you have the additional mana to pay the arcane cost and splice it on, meaning, oh, I have a card that deals three damage. I'm going to splice in onto arcane this. Oh, it deals three damage, and I return a legendary card from my graveyard. So there you go. There is everything you could need to know about this card, Matt. Now, name that Format. Can I name the card? Because like last nope. name no. the format. You have to name the format. This is one where it's like going to be in three. Name the format. Damn it! You got to play by the rules. I'm trying to play by the rules. We're making the we make, do I, do I, we're do making I, this go quicker than trying to name the cards. So name the format. We already know what card is involved. Yeah, name I the know. Format. Modern. I'm gonna be pissed because you're not letting me say EDH and Legacy as well because I feel like. Pick your one. I'm saying modern. You're saying modern. I'm Final saying answer. Locking it in. Locking it in. Well, you fucked up there. It's legacy. Fuck. Uh, because it's talking about oh, resurrecting Grizzle Brand and drawing a bunch of cards. What? And then getting your life back. I feel you're fucking with me. I'm sir. fucking not. Uh, it's a Traxa, sir. No, it's actually modern. The first part. Which is right there it is just, legacy, but it talks then, about legacy. When you go down, yes, it is modern reanimator. Oh, so you're not? Am I taking the? It is one. It is a two thing, because it the spike isn't fully from legacy, but it is a mainly, or it is now mainly from legacy or modern, but it is played in legacy as well. It is, Jack but that's what I'm saying that was the part. Okay, so. It's a twofold. I was making sure all bases are covered. So <laughs> shut up. My point is, I read it that way, is it's mainly modern. Shut up. He didn't want to be wrong. No, I'm I got not saying I was wrong. I'm saying I was trying to cover all aspects of the article. Get yes, you get the point. I, I get told the point. you you got the point. Woo! <laughs> you got the point. I Yay. get the point. Okay. Next one. I'm going to suck at this one. I think I know it, but... Descent into Avernus. Avernus. Close enough. So 
On Friday, it went up 113%, going up to $2.96. Now, as of today, loading, loading, loading. Average price is sitting at $3, and market price is sitting at $3.06. Foils, $3.98. European average, $0.54. And then... Breaking the bank, buddy. (laughs) Goddamn, calm down, Europe. And so this does have other printings, one of which being an extended border, which is going for U.S. dollar, $6.79, European average, 57 cents. Fuck, dude. Christian, how do you deal with this? Uh, it does also have a pre-release copy, which has a uh, not applicable for the U.S. dollar, but it's sixty cents in oh Europe. God, fucking really breaking the bank over there, Christian. Christian, come to America. You don't have to deal with those outrageous prices. <laughs> or just you know buy us some cards and get a cup. Come not deal with the prices, <laughs> and then move back because you want to deal with the prices again. Anyway, this is an enchantment that at the beginning of your upkeep you put two descent counters on it. And then each player draw, creates X treasure tokens and uh, descent into Arvnas deals X damage to each player, where X is the number of descent counters. So, Matt, can you name that format? I'm going to just say EDH. You're correct, because it does come from a Commander's Legend Battle for Boulder's Gate yeah, set. It, yeah, so. it's, it's either that or Legacy. And I'm like, I can't think of a Legacy thing. And I'm going to guess maybe it's tied along with All for One. Not All for One. Uh, all Will Be One. Uh, the enchantment that just came out in March of the... Not March of the Machine. Fucking Frexia. All Will Be One. Fucking Christ, Matt. Get this shit right. <laughs> Actually, it's Soul Film. The Mayhem Dominus. Oh. That's the main card. The, the, going the Demon? From Warhammer? No, 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 no. The Phyrexian Horde, the red Phyrexian Horde. Oh, the, the red, red Dominus. Yes. Oh, that guy, that guy. Yep. Oh. Because it, de- it deals extra damage. Alrighty then. Because it's for your opponents getting yeah. dealt damage, which means this gets boom, shakalaka, big. Yeah, and you, don't t- and you don't take the damage that, well, you take damage. You but take you don't, you don't that take. damage. They take two times. Okay, okay. okay. All right. So, third card up. Hold on. Christian says, okay, I'll bring lots of presents. Yay. Oh, <laughs> presents. Christian's here. Wasn't, right. uh, no, Santa Claus was not like originated from Germany, but Germany definitely like was up on the Santa propaganda there. Oh yeah, correct. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Christian, correct so. me if I'm wrong on that one. Because he was a uh, scan, he was like originally like a Scandinavian, not priest, saint, saint. Yeah, saint. Well, he became a saint after he did the good deeds. There we go. That's how we got that. Anyway, Gwenna, I eyes of Gaia. The extended art version specifically is what's talked about in here. Okay, um, Before I get into the other things, while the regular version is at a clear uptrend, it hasn't really spiked yet. People, so, people just want that special art. So they just want the extended art. So as of Friday, this went up 95%. And then sitting, making it sit at $5.84. Okay. I don't know if you can afford that, Matt. The average cost of this as of today. The average cost as of today, $8.75. Market price, $6.02. Foils, $23.44. And the break in the bank European average. Christian, hold on to your britches. One euro, 88 cents. (laughs) Oh, my God. Now, as previously discussed, well, if you're looking for other printings of this, don't worry. You can get the art series card that isn't legal to play. 
You can, it's cool. You can get the art series card that's signed. Also not legal to play. The, Which is the, cool. Those are the ones from the side boosters. Yeah. So that way people understand. <laughs> uh, there is the regular printing that is sitting at $2.79. The promo pack with the Planeswalker stamp, $2.99. And the pre sorry, the pre-release is the two seventy nine. The promo pack is the two ninety nine, and then the regular version is two eighty nine. Now, for what this card does. For two and a green, you get a legendary creature, Elf Druid Scout. Tap it, add two mana in any combination of colors. Spend this mana only to cast creatures or activate abilities of a creature or a creature card. Whenever you cast a creature with power five or greater, put a plus one plus one counter on Gwenna, Eyes of Gaia, and untap it. Now, name that format i definitely appreciate you that you're doing the formats over like a specific card that's causing it make it easier <clears throat> this feels like edh again i'm waiting for you to say you lock in the answer okay oh jesus you're fucking making me nervous now the only thing that i can think of in like edh but this is in 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 the world of magic it's now old now but like the tyranid swarm decks like i see that this is just like a good card to put into there and maybe people are still making their fucking tyranid swarm decks from warhammer 40k but i'm really trying to think of legacy like what do you got in fucking legacy where you're just whenever you cast a creature spell so you got to cast it with power five or greater edh locking it in you're locking it in edh Wrong! Oh no. So. Is it standard? I'm going to give you half a point. Okay. Was I close with the Tyranid shit? I'm giving you half a. No, I'm giving you half a point. No. Okay. The reason I'm giving you half a point. Okay. There is no 100% locked in reason this is going up yet. It is a spec. Oh. Okay. So here is the last little bit of the article. It's rumored that it may or may not become a good combo to play in Pioneer. But it has yet to be put up some real results. Nevertheless, I think this that is, it may find its way into Commander decks as well. Does this go into then like, are people having this in the Pioneer Devotion decks where it's like you're dropping? No, it's it, do, it doesn't give deck lists or anything. <clears throat> um, it just talks about like Aser- the Aseric, uh the Arclitch combo from yeah. yep. AFR. So, like, you have something like Relic of Legends or Bantu's Monument. Yep. So, either you make it cheaper or when it enters, you tap and it to tap. make a mana and then use her ability or his her ability. And then he bounces back, you know, because you don't go into the one dungeon. You have yeah. to go into the other dungeon. Right. So, you just keep looping that. So, But then that would be, like, Legacy, right? No, because no. you wouldn't play this in Legacy. No, it's but too slow doing Legacy. But, but you need Asrak for that. And Asrax, it's a pioneer card. He is in pioneer. Yeah, yeah. I guess you yeah, don't have to worry AFR. about you don't have to worry about alluring shenanigans so, with that. Sorry. So it's it, the reason you're okay. getting it's half a point is because one, it does mention commander, but two, it's uh, not. You're getting a you're getting a quarter something. point for specifying, and then you get another quarter point for it. Really, this was a trick question. <laughs> it's in commander. You're so That's nice. A possible thing. Yep. So, but yeah, it's, it's because of him. He's a a part of it. Fucking Asrak, yeah, no, yep. not a guess. So, and there is a mention in the article too that they talked about both dungeons, and to rephrase that, you cannot do the Undercity with him, and you can only do the Lost Mine of Fandelver. Fandelver, which is the other option between the tomb one that he can do. So, 
All right. Ready for some cheap pickups? Yep. No. You're not ready? That's too bad. <laughs> Anyways, so we have Takeja's Welcome, which is moving up to $3.91. This is a white enchantment for two and a white. Whenever one or more creatures with mana value three or less enter the battlefield under your control, draw a card. This ability triggers only once each turn. That's so good. I mean, yeah. It has been identified by MG Jack's Premium Penny Stocks, featured as a card that has reached its bottom and is starting a consistent uptrend. I mean, it's Mentor the Meek on an enchantment. It's not a bad thing. And also, you have to pay for it. You know, they just pay three mana, have it on the field, do yep. get draw a card each turn. Yeah, let let the naysayers be like, but it only triggers once each turn. Once each turn is still good. I I remember drawing a, free a card. card. Is good, so a free card is a free card. Free. All right, moving on to the next one. ETBs. ETBs not even a cast. We are on to Tiller Engine, which is slowly moving down, and is at five dollars and thirty three cents. Tiller Engine is an artifact construct creature that is two generic mana, a one three. That says whenever a land enters the battlefield tapped and under your control, you may choose one. Untap that land. Untap that yeah, that land. Or tap target non-land permanent and opponent controls. And this comes out of your Dominaria uh, United uh, Commander specials that came in the collector slash uh, set booster stuff. So it's part of that roster of cards. Um, not a bad card. It is definitely an engine of some form to do something cool. I mean... <laughs> It allows those slow lands become, you know, normal yeah. fetch lands. That uh, it it does work with Karoo lands. It does work with Karoo lands. It works with mirrored landscape. Yep. It works with any of the guild gates. Like guild decks would love to have this motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, it just says do this, so it's a good card. Play it. Uh, and then we have our last one, which is Cultivator Colossus. <sighs> that big bastard. It's slowly moving down. Finally, uh, and is at fourteen dollars and seventy cents as of right now. Uh, I don't feel like we need to talk about Cultivated Colossus. We all know what it does, and we see it in good old uh, Brain Fart? Amulet Titan, there we go. There you go. Um, so, yeah, and this one is also the uh, special Planeswalker stamp one, just to verify, too. Uh, but, I mean, like, you can find other ones as well. They're 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 going down, because there's, what, the original Innistrad is even less, or yep, it's, it's a little bit more than this, but... I mean, it's it's getting there, so it, and that's a good thing. So pick up your copies while you can. I have right now two of them. I gotta get two more anyways. Uh, but yeah, so that is your cheap pickups that you can get. So what else can we talk about? Have you heard about an amazing site called TCG Stamper? I have. Garrett usually tells me about this. What about it? Well, I'm going to tell you about it right now because, oh, shit. fun fact, I just sniped something really good that I want to tell people about. Oh, yeah? Here's a, pick, here's a pick for people. Force of Wills, Double Masters, you can find for under 80 bucks right now. Under Ooh. 70. And I know we talked about this on the podcast last time when they were getting reprinted. And they dropped like fifty, and I'm like, and we're all like, "Yo, you guys gotta like get prepared for this shit before they go back up." And it went up to like 120 again, not that long afterwards. So here's your chance. Force of Will is dropping in price, and I was able to find this out because of TCG Sniper. They're a price tracking website where you can set notifications for cards like Force of Will, whatever version and stuff, to get uh, texted, email, Discord messaged. Which hey, a little perk. If you're part of our Discord, a little perk for for y'all is uh, yeah. I have I have my TCG sniper links in the in the in the chat there, so you can see like what I'm trying to snipe and, and stuff that way. Because I'm nice. Another reason for you to join the Discord. <laughs> but uh, 
No, nah, dude, TCG Sniper is a really great service for stuff like that. Like you can get cards. Like I picked up, uh, I picked up a Force of Will at this price. I picked there it up go. for uh, seventy bucks. Hey, yeah. what happens if you mention us though? Oh, if you if you go over there, sign up. Uh, yeah, I mentioned the guys over at this weekend MTG. Yeah, you get this cool thing where you get three months free of their plus program, which means that you get fifty or no unlimited. You get unlimited cards that you can enter. And what else? Products? Can I get products? You can get products as well. Anything that you find on TCG Sniper or on uh, TCG, TCG Player, player oh. you're able to uh, to enter into TCG Sniper. So not even it's not even limited to magic uh, cards and products, Funko Pokemon, Pops, Pokemon, Pokemon. Yeah. sleeves and th- deck boxes, whatever. Right? I don't know about deck boxes. I don't know. TCG Player sells a lot of stuff. They do sell a lot of stuff. We'll check into that. The point we'll is, we'll check into that. You can get a lot of shit for three months free. Yeah. Otherwise, you get uh, fifteen cards just for their free version, which is still worth it. Fifteen items. Fifteen items. Fifteen items. Fifteen. Items. You but get still, fifteen that's entries. That's pretty good. So yeah, mention yeah, the guys at so. this weekend. MTG sent you at tcgsniper.com. They're badasses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there, that's it. Yeah, we made it to the end. We made that's it the, to the end. That's the end. Thank you, you legendary magic folk, for making it to the end of episode 178 of This Week in MTG. Thank you to our patrons who think that this content that you just listened to is worth supporting. Y'all are crazy. We also want to give a big shout out to JW Sports Cards and Gaming for sponsoring us. And if you're looking for anything magic related, go check them out. Now, do either of you guys have anything you want to add to the end of this podcast? I got nothing right now. Nothing. Nothing there. at all. And with that, magic folk. We will catch you next time. Bye. See ya. Congratulations. You made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much. I don't the rent is too damn high!